Okay, guys, before we start anything off, this uh, this podcast is going to talk about Ready Player One, which is uh, fairly new from uh, the time we're planning to have this up, and there will be spoilers. Right, Lots Chris? of spoilers. In, in fact, there is a very, in... very, very important spoiler, a very big, great yeah. part of this film that you should not have yeah. spoiled for you. Yes, we will be talking about the end, and we will be talking about the thing in the middle of the movie, which people are saying you should not have spoiled. And for we you. mean so, it. Yeah, we mean it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I I can't believe I I did not expect to be saying don't let yourself be spoiled for a movie reference in fucking Ready Player One, but don't let yourself be spoiled for this actually very good and clever reference in clever reference. Yes, the movie. yes, yes. There is a spoiler in Clever Reference the movie. And let me tell you and let me yeah. tell you to watch it unfold not knowing is one of the biggest joys I've had in a movie theater in recent time. Hey, uh, good evening everybody and welcome back to the Chipman Brothers Tangent podcast. As always, I'm Chris. I'm Bob and we are uh, coming to you f- on the Friday evening slash Saturday morning of uh, yeah. the 30th of March, 31st of March, 2018, um, mm-hmm. the weekend of Ready Player One's official release, and uh, two days before Zombie Jesus comes and attacks us. So that's yeah, how that good, works, good, right? Yeah, Good Good Friday just ended. Yeah, Good Friday, you know, where, good where, fr- good Friday. where they celebrate it being a good day that... Um, God was killed. That's fine. Yeah. Well, uh, now hold on. What what the hell is the day after Good Friday called? Does the Saturday have a name? Um, not so great Saturday. I don't know. We're both we're both Catholic. We should know this. Yeah, it's also like Passover, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Passover. So there we go. So yeah, so happy, some happy Passover. Yeah, there there yeah. you go. Um, yeah. yikes. So yeah. Anyway, um. We are uh, living in some rough times right now, Bob. Um, I know yes, that we are. I know that you've done a a big um, in Bob we trust recently about the the end of an era on the Toys R Us front. And oh uh, um, yeah, yeah, that that happened. Yeah, we as a family have, and me, me and my wife have been dealing with it in the forefront. In that, uh, about six months ago, we decided to register <coughs> there for baby stuff for our new son coming in July, and um, that shower for that baby is in two weeks, and Toys R Us is in liquidation mode right now. Now, right now, uh, for for context on that, now this is to- to- the the arm of Toys R Us that was actually doing pretty well is Babies R Us. Yes, because that's pretty much the only store that sells only baby stuff. Yeah, it it's it's kind of awesome actually. It's a goddamn yeah. shame it's leaving. <laughs> it's it's like a, it's it's you know for some reason no one ever thought you know who has absolutely no time to shop in more than one store, people with a goddamn baby, what if we put all of the baby stuff in one fucking store? It's kind of amazing like you know and they yeah. made a similar store for anyone who's getting an apartment for the first time in yeah. bed bath and beyond right right you, yeah you yeah. go to like it's like i'm a starving college student here's all this crap yeah <laughs> you know yeah and it's like well i'm a parent with no time here's everything you could ever need for your kid including classes including like changing rooms nursing rooms these stores were were actually something quite special <laughs> yeah, baby, Babies R Us is basically a pet smart, but for a baby. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And and because Toys R Us got, uh, you know, bought out of bankruptcy in one of these leveraged buyouts by uh, uh, what it, by Bain Capital and Mitt Romney's fucking people. And, and wasn't one of them called, like, Vortexicon? Or something yeah, no, like it's, that? It, yeah, it's it, all, all of these, all of these companies, you know, that, like, it, it's like at at some point it became like that all of the bad guys stopped trying to pretend that they were like because like we we live in this world now where like all of the the rich guys either 
they're like tech guys that name themselves after like Dr. Seuss vehicles and you know they they like move out to Silicon Valley and build robots and their names are like flarple.com and they're going to take over the world or something or they're these dying old cigars and brandy satanic cult fuckers you know who are still in like the Manhattan high rise shit and their names are like literally Evil Corp or or something <laughs> like I mean, I mean Jesus fucking Christ the dude who who's the dude uh, the it, it's like the, the the fucker who who married uh, the president's daughter, uh, J- Jared somebody. Kushner. Not Subway. Kushner, right. Not not Subway Jared, the other evil Jared. Yes. There's too many evil Jareds. The, Jared, Jared Kushner. Jared Kushner's family owns a building that's a money sink that is probably like the nexus point for a lot of like this money laundering shit that's going to bring down our fucking democracy. And the address of the building is 666 Park Avenue. What the fuck kind of Dean Coots bullshit is that? It's awesome and terrible all yeah. at the same time. Yeah. So, oh, so, so the sweet guy... irony. Yeah. It's not ironic. It's just dumb. <laughs> No, but the, but, but no, no, so, so the, so the, so the, so the fuckers who, who, you know, like gutted Toys R Us for profit, uh, are, are the, like, Bane Capital, uh, Vornado. Vornado, that's it. Vornado, which by the way is a real thing, that, that's a Vornado is a tornado that is also a vortex, which means it goes sideways. The fuck? And, 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 and some other thing, and all, they all have these, like, what's this thing, Cambridge Analytica, that's like the guys who, like, stole the election for Trump? It's or, or, so or weird. Yeah, like, they, they all sound like, in, in, like, the Bond movies, the bad guys named themselves Spectre, and that now sounds too subtle. Right. You know? Yeah, like, 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 Lex Corp would sound less evil than this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's it's really quite a fucking thing. But no. So these these dudes who do this had you had you heard of because this has been a thing for a long time. This leveraged buyout shit. You. I mean. You look. I, I work in the creative arts. So, oh, I mean, I you know, I had, I, but I gotta say, dude, you you explained it much better than anyone had ever explained it to me. I heard about it in economics class in college. Well, right, but, like, before this started, like, affecting shit that people paid attention to, was this a thing that, that you assume... If someone told you about this back in, like, the 80s or 90s... And you oh, said, it sounds okay, illegal! Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so here's the plan of what we're going to do. We're going to buy... We're, we're going to make offers to buy companies, okay? And but we're going to make them gonna, pay for it. Yeah, but here's the thing. We're going to be able to offer more money than anyone else to buy the companies. Well, how are we going to be able to offer that much money? Okay, see, here's the great part. We're going to take out loans to do it. Well, okay, but we're going to have to pay back those loans. Oh, no, 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 no. You see, we're going to get the companies we're buying are going to agree to say that they actually took out the loans in exchange for letting us run them because we're so good at running stuff, right? And then we're not going to actually run stuff at all. We're just going to tell them to keep cutting stuff. And then when they go out of business, we're just going to take off with whatever money we made. And they're going to get stuck with all that debt and fuck them. Cue and this montage and of Wolf of Wall Street style sequences. Well, right, but like the Wolf of Wall Street thing, like that seems like a pretty small con compared to this like and, all that dude and they did that... it before right these are the same assholes that took out kb toys yeah yeah this is this 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 is like the the, the like bain capital and all of these guys like the same company this is this is some 80s supervillain shit literally mitt romney who who could not look more like this this is literally this is isn't this literally the plot of Santa Claus the movie or something? Oh my fucking god! Yeah, this is B- BZ John Lithgow, right? Wasn't this? You're absolutely this, right. Yeah, this is this is liter- literally what has happened here is is that uh, some some punk ass billionaires got together and and literally 
Because, like, Toys R Us was not in that bad a shape. They went bankrupt, but, like, someone spending their own money could have bought this company and, you know, that had interest in actually keeping it open, and it might still be fucking open. Imagine if and Amazon had bought them and made them distribution centers like they did with Whole Foods. Right, some some other stuff. Or or Walmart or Target or, or some shit, right? But, uh, or or any anything like that, right? Or someone with some kind of interest. But instead, you know, so everyone's like, wow, why didn't Toys R Us, uh, you know, like, you know, change their stores to build up into the 21st century? Well, because they were being run by a company that didn't want it to go anywhere. They just wanted them to run out of money so that they could take off with whatever they had made and saddle them with the debt that they weren't going to pay back. And, you know, they did this to, like, KB Toys and a couple other places. What kind of fucked up soup, like... 1960s Batman TV show supervillain bullshit that you have to be on that, like, your big corporate bad guy scheme is, guys, I know what we're gonna do. We're gonna bankrupt all the toy stores. Yeah. I mean, this is like a... <coughs> this is like a plot of an episode of PJ Masks. Yeah, this is... Which this I is have to watch, because my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is, she, is, is she on the PJ Masks now? Hey, it's on from time to time. She She's... Mickey Mouse and Puppy Dog Pals all the way. Do you know so this. that fucking Puppy Dog show is made by Harland Williams? Like Rocket Man Harland Williams. Yeah, he, he's, he's, he's been down with Disney since the Rocket Man. That's awesome. It's yeah, a good show, him. too. It's just, it just yeah. it kind of made me do a triple take when I <laughs> heard it the first yeah. time. No, hey, I'm, I'm, dude. Any at, at this point, anyone who was funny and entertaining in like the you know, the late 80s to up through the mid-90s, who isn't, like, in prison or on the run yet, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to, to be like, you know what, good, good on them. Yeah, uh, good because, point. Yeah, I mean, did, did, oh, shit, I mean, did, did you hear? They got, they got, uh, they got, like, some, someone else, uh, got, uh, we, 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 we discovered another creeper. Oh, right, uh, the, um, what's his head? On, uh, John Kripfalski? Uh, is that Falu it? John Kripfalewski. Yeah, I can't uh, pronounce his name. The creator of Ren and Stimpy, yeah. Kripfalewski, creator of Ren and Stimpy. Uh, the, the open secret uh, kind of swung back around on him. Oh, joy. For, uh, for, for uh, um, amazing, amazingly, this, uh, you know, uh, cartoonist who couldn't keep himself employed and uh, was a complete asshole to everyone... And, uh, you know, constantly joked about and uh, did cartoons about, uh, you know, goofy, sexy 15-year-old girls. Had a thing about uh, sexy 15-year-old girls. And uh, now he in a whole heap of trouble. Grand. Yeah, that's great. Ain't the world uh, lovely. Yeah, you know, and, uh, you know, if, you know, like, obviously the important part of this is that maybe, you know, the, the victims of this can get uh, a modicum of justice. Because these are, uh, you know, the, the thing of it is, is that this is one of those things where... You know, not to be glib about it, but it's you know, it's like I'm shocked, shocked. Well, not that shocked because this no. is like if you if you flip back through the uh, like old interviews with him, I was like, you know, it's like wow, where did they find the evidence of? Oh wow, right out there in the open in interviews in Nickelodeon magazine. Shit. Okay. Yeah, but, there seems uh, to be a lot of Nickelodeon level people on this radar lately. What? Well, the thing of it is, is that like uh, you know, if you if you want to hide out in this kind of bullshit, you know, you know, animation is all indoors and you know, low level people, you know. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so the but you know, um, two of the the women involved are still working in animation, and you know, maybe now there can be some justice for this, but maybe this can kind of turn around the uh, the some some reputations because he. Uh, he really kind of turned himself into a cult figure uh, after the the fall of Ren and Stimpy, uh, or rather, when he, I mean, he got booted off of Ren and Stimpy after a year. Yeah, people yeah. Forget he 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 was on the first year of Ren and Stimpy, and most of what people remember about Ren and Stimpy is uh, was done by Bob Camp. Right, it's Bumco, right? That was Bob yeah. Camp's folks. Yeah, who yeah. are now and, doing uh, the Mickey Mouse cartoon. Yeah, they've they've uh, they've they've gone off and done a lot of and done a lot of stuff. And Bob Camp, you know, really put in the work. And unfortunately, uh, because Krikvelewski was was such a colorful figure and uh, turned himself into a quote unquote mentor of young talent. Oh Jesus! Uh, 
yeah, you know, really made, uh, real kind of, you know, made himself this cult figure in online animation and got really involved in the internet scene early on. And, you know, uh, basically the, you know, the, the internet animation fandom has spent the better part of 30 years kissing this guy's ass. Uh, and, uh, you know, anyone who came onto one of his shows after he got fired or whatnot, pretty much everyone on Ren and Stimpy after him, you know, has the, has had this stigma on them of, oh, you know, you scab, you came on and took over the show after Nickelodeon stole it from the artist. And it's now maybe this can get that turned around because a lot of really good people have had to pick up after his mess. Yeah. You know, and, and that's unfortunate. Also, I mean, uh, I, I mean, I did when it was on Spike. I watched the uh, the adults only reboot of Ren and Stimpy that uh, that he did for Spike. That was fucking awful. Yeah, that wasn't good. Yeah, and that uh, I think I'm not sure if it was him or Bob Camp that was behind the Ripping Friends when it was on TV, but that was also not good. But it was kind of in that in that old house style. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's yeah, ugly, ugly business that. So yeah, but uh, we sorry, didn't mean to go off on a tangent, but that's literally been like like breaking news over the last forty eight hours. I, but uh, yeah. yeah, shit, no, dude, yeah. that's what we do here, man. We go off on tangents. Right. Hey, hey, speaking speaking of all of this terrible stuff happening to people, um, you know, we we had to find out that Terry Gilliam's kind of a bag of shit. Oh, that was that was yeah, ter- ter- yeah. Terry had some unpleasant things to say, and apparently some people have some unpleasant things to say about uh, Terry Gilliam. That is some. That's some that 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 is that is some unpleasant stuff. That's, That's a bummer, it, man. He he yeah, finally he finally looks like he's making his unmakeable movie. Uh, yeah, Don Don Quixote is coming out. I, I mean, was I excited wa- to see that. <laughs> I, I mean, I still I still want to see it. I want to see you know it, it get done and, and come out. But you know, yeah, it is. Uh, it's 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 definitely cast a pall over that. You know, and, it's unfortunate. It is, it is, it, it is, you know, I mean, look, people are human, don't meet your, don't, you know, don't meet your idols, don't idolize people just for, you know, like the work, not the people, and etc. but, you know, it's, uh, that's, that's unpleasant stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, you know, it's not, uh, not cool, man, not cool. It's, it's one, it's, again, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's like, oh man, you know, it's, it's not pleasant to hear, and then it's like, yeah, you know, I, I dearly love a lot, you know, m- you know, most of Terry Gilliam's movies. He makes uh, terrific films, and you know, and then I cut back through, and I think I was like, you know, his films aren't great about women. Come to think of it, yeah, not uh, not, not great, you know, like I, like I, I, you know, it's like, you know, I, 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 I love, uh, love Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, great film. I think uh, one of us has the criterion of that line around. Right? That's me. Yeah, no, the criteria of that, like, great film, great film, but, uh, I mean, like, you know, Hunt, like, I mean, I mean, Hunter Thompson is a shitty guy, and the movie is upfront about him being a shitty guy. The, the, the movie thinks all of that business with Christina Ricci is really funny. Yeah, yeah. that's the yeah. really oddly unfortunate part of that movie. Well, but it's like, you know, you kind of figure, it's like, okay, you know, may, maybe, you know, the movie understands this now, you kind of, it's like, okay, may, maybe, you know, this is, uh, you know, you know, it, it's an it's because like Hunt, you know, like Thompson himself does not seem to think that that is as bad a thing as it is. So maybe, maybe the movies were now now you know you don't know. You know, the, the thing in Brazil, you know, is not is much more interested in in Lowry's agency than this woman he kind of drags into his own, you know, uh, is his his little adventure that that kind of thing. So it's it you know the, these are these are things that are worth thinking about even in you know uh, great films by great filmmakers. Yeah. You know, and it is, uh, you know, the, these things do happen. Bleh. Well, hey, yeah, um, not... some some sort of weirdly personally geeky positive note. Um, yeah. I got a tweet liked by Mark Hamill. Oh, good. Fucking Luke Skywalker. <laughs> um, it was actually kind of funny. You heard about <coughs> this whole Spielbergers thing? Yes. So did did you see Spielberg's response video that he was actually being quite nice about yeah, hey yeah. Carl's Jr. sorry no try again next time um yeah. well Mark Hamill had posted it kind of being like you know th- this this is why you know this gentleman is awesome because he handled this so well or whatever and I had said yeah. oh funny story and I think I told this on the podcast before it just reminded me I was at an AMC and ordered a hot dog with sauerkraut and mustard and the kid <laughs> The kid yells back, 
across to the prep cook, one Christoph Waltz. <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious. And so I shared that with Mark Hamill and he liked it. So that's my nice. 30 seconds of internet celebrity-ish for uh, for recent times. And I was happy about that. Excellent. Hey, no, you know, Hamill's, Hamill's got good presence going on and, uh, you know, good stuff. Why not? And The Last Jedi is still awesome. The Last Jedi fucking rules. It's on yeah. Blue right I now. Just, I just have up. to keep saying that every time. It's still awesome. Hell yeah. Hell um, yeah. And, and so, ba- yeah, back to the sadness of the, the Babies R Us thing, man. It's just, yeah, you know, it's bad enough having to see, like, a great part of our childhood disappear in Toys R Us. But, man, this is severely fucking us on this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. I mean, you've you've picked up stuff for um for it and had to buy it twice because we can't figure out if the online orders or the in-store purchases are actually going to work. Yay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a, uh, but, you know, it's it's fine, though. You know, I don't, you know, like, there are worse problems than, hey, you know, we've got, uh, you know, ba- you know, you know, baby. Oh, absolutely. People need baby absolutely. Stuff, so, you know, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's just, it's interesting to have a big thing in the news actually affecting us. That's good. Indeed. Even if not in, yeah. Um, so, I'm going to talk about it on my other podcast with my wife, but I wanted to say that since we last recorded this i saw a wrinkle in time excellent i thought it was great yeah i i enjoyed it as well i, th- I thought i thought it was good you know it's it's not perfect but it, man those act the the little boy man what yeah. a difficult like the, almost the entire movie is just him talking yeah that's I and mean, he rocked <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, it's it's not it's it's not like a like it's not like a perfect thing but like what what are you going to do you know you have to have a, a, a six-year-old as, you know, your, you know, like your your moral compass for your movie and then your villain in Act 3. He so was unbelievable. Oh, I, yeah. I, I thought it was great. It had a Coraline feel to it, especially in the... Yeah, a little bit. In the second, in the second half. Um, that kind of yeah. like, um, you know, that... It, I, I really liked it. Her, her and I are going to talk about it more in ours, but I just wanted to say that I thought it was great. So... Before we get into the the big thing I want to talk about, what else is going on, dude? Have you seen anything that I haven't seen? I I watched um The Ritual on Netflix. Oh, I, I, I haven't seen it. Yet, but oh, I it? thought The Ritual was the balls. It, it was like um Blair Witch Project and The Wicker Man kind of all crammed into one. Um, but it's not found footage. But it's just kind of like the vibes of those. It it was kind of a slow burn. It doesn't really explain. It's what happens. These people just witness it, and I I really liked that. And it's monster design. The creature design in it is awesome. Really fucking yeah. cool thing. I I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. And um, for the folks on here, it was a cool little find. I, I didn't really know what to expect, but I liked it a lot. Yeah, no, I I've heard good things. I can't uh, wait to check it out as soon as I have uh, original uh, production watching time. Yes, I, I also checked out Veronica. I don't know if I talked about that the last time. Yeah, you mentioned that. I did. Okay, then we don't have to get into that. I'm just gonna, and I'm almost through the tick. Oh, cool. The tick is still fantastic. <laughs> um, Very cool. I don't know. So yeah, yeah um, hey, it's it's Friday or Saturday morning, and Indeed. a movie just came out this weekend from from a director that you guys might have heard of. You know, it's up and coming. You know, the d- director recently of The Post was Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ready Player One, which I haven't yes. read the book. I've um because I I attempted to read it and it was um tedious. Yeah, that's a good uh, word for it. And and I I and I think you know from interviews and I, I'm sure Ern, Ernie Ernie Klein's an awesome guy. He seems like someone I'd actually be friends with. It just the book read like two really geeky guys sitting in a room trying to one up how much knowledge of geeky things they have and. Well, that's fun to do over a beer with your friends. It, it doesn't work well to read it. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of my take. That's my take. Other people might feel differently, but um, uh, I just saw the movie Wednesday night, and um, it it's like we we talked about earlier. Who can adapt this book? Probably the greatest living director of our time is the only person that could fix it. And holy crap, he pulled out a movie. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I think uh, I, I, you know, I mean, I mean, I, I've pu- posted and published a review yeah, already, yeah. but uh, I think it's, I, I mean, I, I don't think it's like A tier Spielberg. I think it's B tier Spielberg. But well, you know, we I mean, haven't, like, we haven't gotten A tier Spielberg in a while, right? I, I mean, oh no, Bridge of Spies is A tier Spielberg. Bridge of Spies and Lincoln definitely are. Bridge of Spies is A-tier Spielberg, Lincoln is A-tier Spielberg, Jaws, Raiders, E.T., Close Encounters, A-tier Spielberg. Yeah, this is you know, more like, this is more in the minority report Jurassic Park range. Yeah, this is this this is this is around there. This is the, I, it's probably on the lower end of that. It's probably like, you know, under minority report, under definitely under Jurassic Park, you know, more uh Shoot, probably closer to AI, closer yeah. to Yeah, AI in that it's 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 super ambitious. Yeah. Not everything yeah. sticks, not everything works, but goddamn, it was so good. The score, score was good. the score. score the score was fun. The score yeah. had whimsy to it, and yeah. you know, I, I, I was talking to a friend. A friend said, "Well, you know, tell me something that's going to make me want to see this movie." And I, I was like, "Imagine if Cabin in the Woods," which I'm, I'm hoping all of us listening to this have seen. Imagine if yeah. Cabin in the Woods sold itself by showing you the last 15 minutes of the movie. Like the big reveal of every horror movie villain you'd ever want to see shows up and it's this big deal. But then you get to the theater and get the rest of the movie of Cabin in the Woods. I go, that that's how I kind of felt watching Ready Player One is that the trailers weren't doing it for me. I, I knew I knew that this thing was going to be something special or at least I was going to enjoy watching it. But the trailers were selling the excess of it all. The trailers were selling a reference fest in the movie. Right. It kind of falls into more of the Scott Pilgrim camp where it's like these references are there and all the characters are aware of them and all the characters are living in this world and winking at each other when they see it. But they're only there to serve a story. They're not the story. Hmm. And and I found that really interesting because I was afraid I was going to go into it and it was... You, going to be, you know, me getting hit over the head with references for two and a half hours. And instead, you know, I'm I, I, spoiler alert. <laughs> I wanted to say before we get into it more, but the fucking shining sequence, man. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. Uh, we the, you could, put you up. could take yeah. away the rest of this movie. And that is still like, that's worth the entire price of admission. That is really something, and I, I really like it. Now, I mean, you said you didn't read the book. Did you read any of it? No, yeah, I did, and I, I know what that's. Yeah. I know what that's replacing, or what yeah, that's, it, it, and and it's such a better idea uh, than, yeah. than than what they do in the book. But it, but it still hits the same emotional center, and I think yeah, that's well, I mean, kind of cool. Well, it's it's a it's a completely different thing. I mean, it, the 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 I'm I really am impressed with how I didn't care for the book and. What I didn't, there was a lot I didn't care for about it. I didn't, I didn't think it was particularly well written, unfortunately. And I did like, uh, I, I liked uh, Klein's, uh, you know, his script for uh, Fanboys. I thought Fanboys was a good movie. Yeah, I love Fanboys. I, I, I really I do. That, I, I thought that was funny. But, uh, you know, what, what, whatever else he is as, as a writer, the, you know, as a story thing was good. But, like, the, the angle of, uh, of, of the, the, the book, you know, has this, the the for for people who have not uh, yet watched and you know obviously there's you know the, these episodes come with with spoiler warnings and whatnot and uh, but because no the... one should no one should have the shining thing blown for them it, yeah, I, um, yeah I I I get well, my, my wife hasn't seen the movie but knows knows the story yeah, and she, gonna... she, she's sitting next yeah. to me and I'm literally as soon as I see what they're about to walk into I start covering my eyes because that movie shakes me yeah yeah. It's, you know, it's really, it's really something for, yeah. And, you know, the, the, the premise of the movie and the book, the same thing with the, it's this virtual reality world. And it's, it's like in, in, in the, in the book, the, the world itself is, is mainly made of, of like eighties pop culture stuff because the, the now dead guy that made it decided that it, that it should be so. And uh, in in the movie, it's more that some of it is because that's how he made the game. Uh, and uh, in the book, the challenges that you have to do to go through this this Willy Wonka like mission to, to uh, uncover the clues are all about either playing through certain video games a certain way, 
uh, to get like you know the perfect score to show that you've memorized them or reciting movies word for word. Right, and instead the three is, challenges is the in this movie are the direct antithesis of that. Yeah, it's it's all about instead it's about kind of like psychoanalyzing this guy and trying to they're kind of aiming at a different thing. The way that it eventually shakes out in the book is kind of trying for this ham-handed metaphor where he he wants to find someone who, you know, basically matches up exactly to him so that he can then tell him, hey, do you see how obsessive and lifeless you have to become in order to be exactly like this? That's your lesson that means don't live like this, now go be outside and do stuff. And it's it's a weird thing because it's it, it feels very disingenuous. Like where, I, I sort of say, th- yeah, this it, one, it, this one yeah. instead hits the, hey, I'm a flawed human being and I need to find someone who can see that yeah, and and rise yeah. above that. And yeah, it's it, it, it. It's a very gradual build toward figuring out. It's like, oh, okay, all right. He's looking for someone who gets you know all of what he gets, but won't make the same mistakes. All right, okay. That's, and and I that's, and I that's actually I, really clever. I loved that about it. Like, cause I yeah. didn't expect it. I, I'm I'm watching it going. Okay, this is going somewhere emotionally, and then it really does. And man, yeah. I kind of want a whole nother movie of Holiday. Yeah, like, yeah, Ryland, Ryland, I mean, Ryland's well, is good in everything, but he's really good. But because, because the the very first time you see Halliday sitting on stage, like waiting to talk about the thing, like I think you said in your review, this guy is playing like the the on the spectrum, socially awkward, you know, guy. But that's not the point of the character. He just yeah. gets that about the character he's playing and puts it on yeah. screen. Yeah, well, it's, and it's it's so all of the scenes with him are the most Spielbergian things in the movie. They're just they, it, they're so they 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 cut so deep, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's very it's very clear that you know because I mean when I heard Spielberg was going to do this, I was thinking like, wait a minute, I I kind of understand why he wanted to produce uh like J.J. Abrams Spielberg tribute movie you know Super 8 like I I kind yeah, of yeah, like yeah. wanted to produce that but like I really did not get why Spielberg would sign on to to do this because like what is his what possibly interests him in this he doesn't have nostalgia for this stuff he made this stuff. exactly and, and, and he's and he's not gonna do and, like, even when they, like, elevate... I know they say Steven Spielberg, like, plays video games in his spare time, fine. But, like, all of, like, the pop culture stuff that's, like, coming at you... Steven Spielberg doesn't give a shit about Spawn and Battletoads nope. and Overwatch and whatever's coming out. But it's... But then... And then once they cue in with, like, okay, this is this is what this version of Halliday is, it's like, oh, okay. There it right, is. This, 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 <laughs> is, this, is what he, this is what he figured out. I was like... Because in the because the book's version of Halliday is just no, this is Steve Jobs crossed with Richard Garriott, and and that's that's just kind of it, you know. It's and and that's the angle. And here it's just like, oh, okay, all right, this is this is exactly what he did with John Hammond again. This this yep. is he he found this is because like you know a fair criticism I think of the book is that it's a very romanticized version of a type of kind of like nerd culture thing that has turned out to be kind of gross. The whole, you know, you know, you may not enter unless you can answer me these questions three kind of thing. Right. Which, like the, which, the, 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 um... gate, the, the gatekeeping thing. And this is like, you can tell that Spielberg's vision of what a, a nerd is of, of what the, you know, a nerd taken to its extreme is is a very still a very old fashioned kind of vision of that. Where where Halliday is, he's not like the the sad sort of gamergate is shut in. It's still literally. It's like no, this is Spielberg. It's it's still 1972 for him. So he's still another little boy who didn't grow up. This is still exactly. the Peter Pan thing. But it, I love I and it love works. that it about it. It, it works. Yeah. It works because it bleeds across the entire movie. Yeah, it's it 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 sells, it tracks, it 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 fits together, and uh, it's and like it, yeah, it fits okay, together yeah. even if the eventual story arc of the main characters doesn't quite pan out as well, right? Well, kind of, ha- it, it kind of has to because they've also managed to fix uh, Wade, and they've fixed him by saying, 
you know, it, okay, in the book he's kind of a gross, unlikable asshole, so in the movie we will fix this by having him not be a character at all. No, exactly, and not, not that they don't have an arc, because I like all of them, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it's just that they, you know, Halliday becomes such an important reveal of what that character means that the yeah. rest of them, when they kind of get to their big final battle, there should be yeah. something like revealed or learned, and instead it's, no, it's just a battle, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and, okay, you win by, you know, just, you know, winning because the important part is him getting to the third clue, and mm. I, I really liked that. I, yeah. I well, yeah. I remember turning to, to Sarah and going, I remember when Bob and I found the Easter egg in Adventure. Remember when we yeah. read about it in a magazine and went and found it? And it's like that. I'm like, this is awesome. That's what they're going to do. That's so cool. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah. That's that. That's a, a that's a good gimmick. Like, I, I can see places where, you know, I, you can, you can, there are points in the movie where you can feel Spielberg checking out. He, that and final I, I battle definitely, I loved the Mecha Godzilla thing. Yeah, I, like Iron Giant versus Mechagodzilla is really cool, but it's yeah. there's there's no substance to it. It's like at that point in the movie, yeah. it's just cool because it's the Iron Giant fighting Mechagodzilla. It's not right. like yeah. oh, they have to learn something about Mechagodzilla or you know there should have been an additional reference that they're figuring out, you know, to to help stop it. That it's just oh, okay, no, it's just a battle. All right. Well, it's it's still better. I I feel like I still like that a little more only because I remember the how bad the 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 Japanese characters were in the in the in in the book. The Japanese characters are not uh, two young children. They're they they turn out to be just two you know kind of uh, like hikimori like two uh, gross Japanese guys who are sort of like uh, indoor shut-ins and one of them gets murdered. Oh he, Jesus! He, and and like yeah like the bad guys murder one of them to to prove that they're bad guys and they leave like one of their like uh, in-game weapons to wait or something and it, it all leads up to Ultraman being there at the end but that's why the Iron Giants in it because Ultraman could not be licensed to the movie for some reason. So oh, I got to say but, the, uh, the, the Gundam was pretty badass. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a, and the thing is, that's a big moment. That's kind of like an, okay, all right, that's awesome. That's, and I like that. And I, and I like that most of most, and this is something that I'm surprised I'm saying about this movie because it easily couldn't have been. The thing I like the most about it is none of it is done to excess. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They, yeah. The, the avatars of the characters are not, you know, references to something, you know, yeah. so, so other than personal to them, you know what I mean? Like Wade, okay, he has kind of like the cool guy, like Cloud, Duran, Duran, Bowie thing going on, but he's yeah. not a walking reference. Whereas yeah. when the character takes control of the Iron Giant, it's only for a segment of the movie and right. the Gundam can only be used for a couple of minutes. And and I liked yeah. that because it it allowed none of it to be overdone. And I gotta yeah. say, there, just like in X Men First Class, their one use of the F word for the PG thirteen was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm uh, gonna let you yeah. guys see that one for yourselves, but I, I thought yeah. it was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it, it it is, and it's. Uh, I mean, e even if they hadn't fixed basically every story problem that I had with the book, it would still be better than the book. In as just by virtue of. We don't have to hear every single pop culture yes. reference described. Yes, it's and when, and, not... and usually when they do it, it's playful, like fun of the characters poking fun at each other. Yeah, I, instead of just... like them trying to like one up each other in some sort of gross game. Yeah, you know? no, it's yeah, it's I I will never understand uh, unless maybe there he tried to and it couldn't happen. I don't understand why the book wasn't a comic and and was instead a uh, a, a novel. Yes, uh, you know, it's a visual it's kind of story. Be, because, like, you know, you have this big final, but, like, in, in a book, it's tedious, you know, to be going down a list of saying, you know, okay, Sailor Moon from the anime released in 1992 is having a fight with the Ninja Turtles as released in 1989 by Eastman and Laird and the Battletoads, which were a knockoff produced in the NES. Whereas in the movie, it's just like, oh, my God, look, it's a giant battle scene that looks like a garage sale from 1998, and it's awesome, and it lasts, like, 30 seconds, and then it's over, and then you're back to the part you actually give a shit about. Yes. 
you know, and, and it looks really cool. It's like, oh, wow, cool, nifty, wow. And, and people who give a shit will go through and pause and look at their stuff. And I went, okay, yeah, that was cool. That was awesome. That, you know, the kid decided to use the Gundam. It's really cool. And it comes down and, you know, it's a, a little bit more, like, j just a little, like, there, if, I understand that, 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 you know, this is Spielberg. He needs a big blockbuster in between the big ones to, you know, remind everyone that he does still swing the biggest dick. I get it. I get it. But, <laughs> but if, if he, you can feel during like the, the big last battle that he's a little bit like checked out. I, mean, I agree. That, I mean, yeah. I mean, not, not, not for nothing, you know, is one of our first big scenes is a big race that is really cool and awesome and is just packed with details and gags and jokes that ultimately means nothing. And then the key to solving the race is, you know, a, doing a trick that lets us watch the race anyway, but then we see all of the stuff that goes into making the race work, and he's clearly much more interested in that. That's kind of... But see, I'm I'm clearly yeah. much more interested in that. That's what I loved right. about that, it. Yeah, and, and, and that was... And that's, a, and that's a great gag, and again, better than the gag of the first challenge. But, like, you have... It's it's little things that are missing that are that are sort of not not so much missing but that like seem like things that would be a, a layup like uh, when like you mentioned like when the bad guy you know has like Mechagodzilla it's set up as like a thing about the bad guy early on in you know uh, one of the few scenes that kind of tries to keep the the smug you know we are nerds we are mighty kind of bullshit from the book where the the bad guy is trying to seduce Wade to the dark side yes but he has but he has his cronies yeah. talking into his and, ear well and he's and he's trying to he's trying to win him over by like making dork culture references but it's really he's really got the guys like feeding him in his earpiece you know, abort, and, abort. And, and, Those weren't John Hughes yeah. movies. Yeah, and, 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 and Wade is making, like, is, you know, figuring him out and, you know, like, calling him out on it. And the gag finally being that, oh, you see, he's the bad guy because he doesn't really like stupid nerd bullshit. He's just in it for the money. Yep. And, you know, er, he's bad. You know, which they still don't have to do because the movie actually, you know, gives them actual bad guy shit to do. Yeah, like like killing that. like killing Wade's adopted family. Yeah, like well, well, they, I mean, they do that in the book too. But you know, also they're going to you know they're they're not just going to you know make the internet suck a little more. They're also like putting people into indentured servitude. I yeah, the you loyalty know, so. centers. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah, that was that, like that, some that, Brazil level shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's fun. Which is like hinted at and and such in in the the book, but it's. Instead of being like this, you know, dystopic thing that they're going to, you know, enslave the world with, it's it's just this kind of it's this like interlude where Wade might have to get an office job and and it sucks. But uh, no, I, so, I do so, like the idea of indentured servitude. You're just going to basically go and you know mine for us. Have a nice yeah, day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this, this is this is like the the, fu the future of Bitcoin mining. And and I but, liked uh, I liked the you know um, we figured out a way where we can sell nearly seventy percent of their view, and, yeah, and don't yeah. and, and still not induce seizures. <laughs> and I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah, it's it's a it's a good gag, but the the whole purpose of that is is setting up that uh, what's it, Nolan Sorrento, the bad guy. Uh, ben Mendelsohn, always good in this kind of stuff, just kind of born to do these gags, is uh, is is not the the true nerd guy. So when he shows up at the end with his avatar and he turns into Mechagodzilla, you kind of think, oh, okay, well, screenwriting 101, he probably doesn't actually know how Mechagodzilla works because yes. he's not a real nerd guy and they're going to know some secret to beating him because they are the truth and the light and, and whatever. And instead, no, they just get another robot and punch him and, and he's dead and that's it. And it's, you know, it's like, okay, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't matter because the scene isn't really about that. The scene is just getting all of the avatars to fight. And so they can get in the palace and no virtual reality story, you know, since the matrix has managed to solve the problem of making us give a shit about the, the virtual world stakes when without doing the matrix thing where you die in real life. So yep. you know who cares, but it's uh, it's like little things like that, you know, could, could push it up higher, but it's, it's minor stuff. And I still, I still had fun with it, even if it's, you know, uh, you know, semi-disposable, but uh, the second, uh, the middle challenge uh, where they go into the shining 
Uh, you, you, you clearly loved that. Why did you love it? I mean, one, we, we all know that, you know, Spielberg's protege, you know, he fucking finished Stanley Kubrick's movie in AI, right? So yeah. him just pulling a moment where he can recreate, you know, his, his friend's work so yeah. meticulously, so meticulously. And it's great because it's a perfect nod to the audience because I wasn't yeah. expecting it. Like the trailers mm. were selling me, you know, quick saccharin, you know, sugary things from my childhood. And The Shining is much more than that. The Shining for a, yeah. a lot of people of our generation is like the first scary movie like your dad shows you, like The Shining and yeah. The Exorcist, yeah. right? Are movies that yeah. just fucked me up. And yeah. is all I needed to see was the, the hotel and I was cringing in my seat. And I loved the what was it H there is like, wait a minute. I don't like scary movies. I've never seen the shining. What's about to happen. And he's the one that hits the, or sorry, she apologies um, is yeah. the one that hits the uh, elevator button um, and the <laughs> blood. And it's just, and it escalates in from being a scary recreation of the shining to being a ridiculous, like video game remembrance of the shining with the, right. the, the zombie bathtub lady with the axes chase. It was just so well done, and I like the idea of you know the the creator who hates his creation in an, yeah. it being the clue and it being the Stephen King never liked the movie, even though the movie is regarded as one of the very best of its kind. And right. it, it's just such a perfect scene, and it, it seems like that to remind me, you know, this very kinetic, very fast moving movie has times where it slows down mm -hmm. and. And allows you to kind of just be taken over in it. And you can tell out of the whole movie, like you said, Spielberg being on autopilot is noticeable in a couple of places. There is zero autopilot in that sequence. He is so yeah, invested yeah, in that sequence. You know? Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> when I first realized that was that was coming, when they when they first said, you know, okay, they're the because I was wondering, okay, what what are they what are they doing here? Because like the 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 business about the uh the, the 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 woman you know between the two men is a really weird uncomfortable thing in the book it's still a little bit uncomfortable here it's made less so because the movie leans so hard on the idea that Halliday is basically seven yes so it yes. so, so it, it's so it, it it's like it's, it leans again, it leans bit... heavily on the this is I'm not going to call it innocent but it leans heavily on the this isn't creepy <laughs> you know what i mean yeah it, yeah it's this this is a guy this it's this, i, this I like so, my best yeah. friend too much to have you know ever let this be an issue between us you know what i mean and yeah, just kind of let this, him get the girl because and it's okay <laughs> yeah it's it's uh this 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 is someone who this is not like this this isn't just a steve jobs thing this this is someone who is specifically kind of arrested as like a 10 year old and probably could have used more help than he got but uh, exactly, and and uh, you know, you know, I mean, the the end kind of puts a puts a puts an extra note on it. But in, the, in that he walks away with his ten year old self, yeah, holy well, shit. Well, 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 no, not not only that, but I mean, only Spielberg would even try to get away with you know pointing out you know in case the audience is wondering that Mark Rylance is not digital at the end there. Yes. So. I loved, I loved that. So if you're not an avatar, what are you? And I'm just like, holy shit. <laughs> like, he really just yeah. did that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyone, anyone else? I, I was thinking like, oh, I, I kind of went, oh, come on. And I was like, no, you know what? You know, no, no it, it, it sells it. Now, it he, sells he earned it. it. No, here you are. I was like, yeah, you earned it. You earned it. The performance earned it. But when, when they get to the shining thing and it first came up and I realized what they were you know, where they were sort of going, and it's going to be a, a Shining reference. I didn't know they were going to go through it like that, but I thought, oh, that's per... I, the first thing that went through my head was, that's perfect, because one, that is such a great throwing of shade, because this is exactly right around the time where the, the book fans are going to get... So, are, are getting pissed at them that they've changed things. Yep. So now, so now we're going to give the second act of the movie over to, you know, like the, the apotheosis example of... You know, you have to change the you know a problematic book to turn it into a good movie. Yep, <laughs> and uh, and and also it makes perfect sense as 
Un- unlike the again, unlike the challenges in the uh, in the book, which are like, well, of course, someone who is into this stuff is going to be good at these challenges. This is an actual challenge because The Shining, while famous, is not really part of the fun, joyful, plastic, you know, yep. toy box '80s canon that everything else in Halliday's Little World is. You know, the 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 Shining is it's an '80s classic. But it's really thought of as one of like the last of the seventies movies. Really yes, more, it is, and I really I, more, I gotta more say so than the first of the eighties movies. There, it's such a brilliant shot in when the guy comes out and goes, "Okay, have they figured out the second challenge?" Yep, nope. They're all stuck in the shining simulation, and they look up over the IOI. Um, what do they call it? The the game floor. I, I forget what they call it. But the war and room every, or yeah, the war and everybody is panicking and screaming and in terror over it i'm just like this is awesome and it works you know I, I love that they go in and it's like you know that you know one of one of them you know we later find out for perfectly reasonable circumstances you know barely was able to watch the shining one of them hasn't seen it at all you know wade has seen it i think you know artemis kind of remembers it yeah it's not uh it's it's this is not something that they've all committed to memory because the shining is not necessarily in the rotation next to the dark crystal and, and, and that's Masters what makes the this scene great is it, it like you said it's yeah. an actual challenge that they have to figure yeah. out this this is actually difficult for them so you know good and and you know good on them you know and uh, and it fits to, and you know and if it's and I, I like you know that there's a minor argument about uh you know there there are no zombies in the shining <laughs> yes it, it, there's another great one yes <laughs> Um, you know, it's it's and and it and it looks great. You know, the the gag is great. I mean, I saw it in a screening full of critics, so you know that when as soon as it starts to come up, you get your audible groans from half, and then you know about midway through, just kind of like, hey, oh, okay, this is funny. This is funny. We it's get it. it's really well done, and and yeah. that's the thing is, the the guy's having fun, and yeah. when he's having fun, it it bleeds right through the screen. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, and I. And I enjoy that about it, you know, that the, the movie, you know, I was talking about Wrinkle in Time earlier. It falls in that same category. It's a very, very ambitious film that mm-hmm. probably was never going to be perfect. And it's amazing that they even made it at all, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, no, I, I think, and, and I hope it does really well. It sounds like it's doing better than they expected it to do at this moment. Um, yeah, they, it, they said uh, it was going to have a pretty rough be. weekend. So that, that's good. Um, I mean, not that Spielberg needs any more money, but when the guy obviously was trying, it's good for the movie to make money, you know? Yeah, no, it's a, it, it says it's going to do, it's going to do fine. It's not, it's, you know, no one is expecting, like the, the box office is all, is, is all skewed now because no one expected, you know, ready player, uh, sorry, Black Panther to be, you know, number one for five weeks. Yeah. You know, that, 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 that was, uh, that was a big bizarre, but, uh, it's, you know, it's going to do its thing. It's going to make its money. And pretty much everyone knows, like, the wild card is whether or not, is, is what Rampage does in a couple of weeks. Because, you know, it that's looking now like a movie that's either going to be, a, a like, a huge failure or uh, or a really big hit. And no one it, really knows. Because yeah. that tends to be, I that mean, tends it could, to be the It could, the be, Jum- it could is, be the new Jumanji. That yeah. second Jumanji I haven't seen. I know you weren't super, super jazzed about it, but it has yeah, legs. Got, it has legs. Know, People love it. <laughs> you yeah, know, you know, I, you know, I, I am probably going to have to watch that again and, and maybe do like a, like a follow up thing because, you know, I, I watched it and I mean, it was right in the middle of the busy holiday season. And my reaction was, all right, this isn't great. And, and I, kind of came away with a that's it and sort of felt vague, you know, at, at once vaguely resentful of the elevation of Jumanji, which is not a great movie to begin with. No, to, it's not. I, I love to, it. To, but to, to, to like, you know, to, to like, you know, cult classic, quote unquote, and the uh, the elevation of this one to, you know, here's, here's sort of a generic action premise, you know, that's sort of been forced into a Jumanji thing. And I just... Kind of came away and said, you know, it's a two-star movie, whatever. But people really liked it, and you know, 
as I've thought back on, I was like, you know, there is actually some really clever business in there that I think I kind of like glanced over and didn't really, I still don't think it's a wonderful movie, but as I think back on, I was like, you know, actually Karen Gillan is really good in there. And you know, I like Jack Black's character should have been like the worst thing ever conceived in the history of humanity, and instead he's actually kind of great, and The Rock is always good at this stuff, and he has great chemistry with Kevin Hart, and maybe it doesn't matter that it's kind of a, you know, otherwise generic sort of action thing, because there's a lot that that does right. So I I may have been much too harsh and very wrong about Jumanji. Interesting. And, uh, I, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you saw the, the you understand the, the the premise of it is that they're they're you know the, the oh. video game. And stuff, see, I think know? I think the premise is great. That that's yeah, why I, mean, I <laughs> you know I I just yeah. well, don't know. know what to think of it because I haven't seen it. Right. Well, and I I like I I'm getting the sense that the Rock can in fact do anything. <laughs> Yeah, so, I, I I'm very fond of that guy. I th- I think yeah, he's I, awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm and I'm not just saying that because I firmly expect that at some point he's going to be the leader of the free world. So, I completely agree with that too. Um, but yeah. uh, man, I think Rampage looks like it's going to be a friggin' blast. Personally, well, I, ex- I expect to have here. Here's the thing: Rampage is either going to be great or it's going to be terrible, and I expect to love it either way because it, it just looks that, like that sort of thing. Japanese poster for Rampage yeah. is one of the yeah. greatest friggin' things I've ever seen. It's like the best yeah. poster for the best Godzilla movie we never got. <laughs> oh know? yeah, no, it's it's you know hey, it's no the the it it looks like this movie was going to be good, like you know, like no matter what, and then it's. Uh, you're like, wow, what could make this movie better? Oh, well, the the well, the gorilla's the good guy, and uh, the 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 rock is his friend. Yeah, this movie's about the rock and his gorilla friend, who's big, and he's and he's gonna fight a wolf and a uh, and an alligator, who are also big. It it, it looks it looks yeah. like it's gonna be a blast. Yeah, so why not? It, it looks fun, and uh, you know, it's been pushed uh, back, I think, a week or so because everyone moved back to, to, to get out of the way of Avengers so oh yes that. that's the thing is it, it's that's the thing is it, it's not going to be another Jumanji because it's only got two weeks to kind of do its thing and then Avengers comes out well that's the funny thing with Jumanji though is I had friends from work that wanted to go see it and even like five or six weeks after it came out it was selling out Saturday night shows. Right, yeah. the thing had legs. Well, the thing is, it, it's weird. <laughs> well, it also it also stayed in theaters. For yeah, a yeah. So, you know, God only. It's knows. just it's good to see. It's I I I'm happy to see that we can have dumb action movie or dumb action comedy type things that are kind of in more of the family film vibe. Like I talked to you about Goosebumps. How much I really liked that. You know. That that yeah. whole genre had kind of disappeared. You know, everything needed to be the hard PG thirteen. You know, uh, it, the PG thirteen that basically should have been an R, but we want kids to go see it, and we missed that kind of mm-hmm. you know that genre. Um, and I, I'm you know, even though it's on the younger side of that, a wrinkle in time falls into there. That kind of you know that f- family kid movie, but for older kids. Jumanji was one of those. Jurassic Park was on the high end of that. You know what I mean? But I, I like yeah. this kind of like, you know, you, you said the thing about Jurassic World and the Jurassic World sequel, I think, when we were talking, you know, if all the Jurassic World sequel is going to be is a big, dumb, big dinosaur movie, I kind of want the big, dumb, yeah. big dinosaur movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. If that's what yeah, they're going to sell me, I'll take it. <laughs> you, you know? Yeah. Um, Just don't make... Don't make monster trucks yeah, fuck again. That. What the hell was that really? thing? That was ba- that was a, that was an octopus. That was yeah. A truck. No, no, I I, I remember <laughs> yeah, that happened. Yeah, that was that. Lest lest we forget. Um. Apparently, apparently, John Cena is going to be Duke Nukem. <laughs> oh. Some. You, you know what's weird is I I I kind of can't see it because like. You know, I can't I see know Cena. Cena can yeah, I can't see asshole. Cena playing a dick. It's kind of like why The Rock couldn't be Duke Nukem. 
like, like, don't they kind of have to, like, reimagine Duke Nukem for this? Because, I mean, they, they probably have to do it anyway because, like, wasn't the, like, the joke for Duke Nukem was that he was an asshole back when being an asshole was kind of okay for a hero. Like, he, he was, like, worse Ash. Oh, man. And, and now, like, and, and, and now, like, and now, like, even Ash is, is, like, you know, has to be Well, he's also kind of, Ash the, was. the whole show is pointing out how much of an ass he is, where the, it's right, not yeah. supposed to be something that's a good thing. <laughs> right. So, so I, I, I don't like, you know, I, I don't think if Duke Nukem was ever a good idea, I don't think it's a great idea. No, now. I mean, but if they do some sort of like self-aware Johnny Bravo thing or like a last action hero kind of thing, even yeah. that's what he should be doing. He should be playing Johnny Bravo. Yeah, Johnny Bravo was yeah. surprisingly good. Looking back on Johnny that. Bravo was a yeah. riot. That was that was that was a terrific show. That was the 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 one the the whole what a cartoon uh, that that era of Cartoon Network. So many genius guys came out of that. Van Partible, uh, Seth MacFarlane yep. came out Jedi of that. Jedi Tartakovsky, you know, um, yeah, who's yeah. still working and the the, uh, the guy's still churning out goods. Didn't he just bring Samurai Jack back? Uh, yeah, they did. Uh, they did the final season of Samurai Jack, uh, which was very That's awesome. Good on uh, they, they, they did it. Uh, they, they kind of bumped it up to a PG thirteen and uh, did the final season and finished out the story on uh, on Adult that's, Swim. That's great. Yeah, and 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 then they released the the full set on DVD, so you can get the uh, the the whole thing. And it uh, it was it was uh, it was very impressive. That's so cool. Was uh, it. it it was very cool. It you know it's obviously it was unfortunate that you couldn't get uh, Mako back to do uh, to to do Aku's voice. Mako has since passed away, but uh, every excuse me. But uh, you know it was it was it was still very uh, still very satisfying to uh, to see uh, Samurai Jack come back and uh, finish itself off. That's awesome. Yeah. Where's my goddamn Dexter's Laboratory DVD? Yeah, like, Jesus. You know? Amelie du fromage. Warner, <laughs> Warner Archive is putting out uh, Mighty Orbot. I saw that. I never thought I'd see that uh, on any kind of uh, release, but they're going to do insane. it. That's insane. They're going to do it. Yeah. All right. Sounds like sounds. Oh like God, yeah, I'm down, dying huh? here. <laughs> All right. Okay. So we're we're that's an uh, an unqualified recommendation for uh, Ready Player One. Oh, absolutely. It it's better than I ever could have imagined. Um, it's not perfect, but I, I had a great big smile on my face the whole time. Yeah, I had, I had, I had fun with it's, it as it, well. It's a damn good movie. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's about it. Um, so, hold on, I want to, I want to ask you one other thing about uh, Ready yeah. Player One. Who, who do you think uh, Halliday's supposed to be? Do, do, do you think that's a reference to anyone in particular? Like. Well, I mean, do you, I mean, like in the book, he's clearly Steve Jobs. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't is, get is, that is, vibe is, from is, him in this movie. I'm not, I'm not, not necessarily not sure. What, what do you think? I, I, th- I think he's Lucas a little bit. Oh shit! And August Spielberg? No, I don't think August Spielberg. I, th- I, I like the relationship between the two of them is. I don't think that like the whole thing is a big metaphor for you know like anyone's relationship. But you like, think Halliday is you know, Lucas? When it, that when, that when actually it, makes a lot of sense. I, I, I think I think I think a little bit because I'm thinking okay like you know what because like the the thing of it is like Spielberg has worked very hard to not be one of his own protagonists sort of like ever like pretty much Hook was the turnaround where he where Steven Spielberg decided to not be one of his own flawed protagonists as a human yeah, being yeah he, he he's and, done uh, a good job of that and, and so like Halliday is is not him. But I'm thinking, you know, who that, you know, like who who would Steven Spielberg know who would kind of fit the oh definition? Oh my God, of no, that's kind of spot who, on. Who, who sort of gets, uh, you know, who kind of makes something to escape into himself and then gets sort of trapped when it turns out the whole world also wants to live in it as well, you know? And it's like, yeah, that that's, I don't know, that it, it kind of seems like that would be the the point of reference for that. So. I don't know, like that, because because that that's like a thing now. If you like, so is he supposed to be? Steve, is he? Is it still Steve Jobs? Is it? Uh, you know, is it? Is it Richard Garriott again? Is it? You know, is it uh, Nolan Bushnell? A bunch of other. Of the oh other yeah, Cause, no, cause you're they right. Chuck E. Cheese. You know, so um, so it's like, uh, 
you know, but I'm thinking that seems uh, like it's it's not the voice and whatnot, but you know, other other than like, you know, there's that constant thing that everyone always brought up about George Lucas that you don't know, find any picture of him from any point in history, no matter what's going on, where it doesn't look like a photo of the world's satisfaction. Yeah, and you know, there's a e- yeah. even to this day, it's that innocence that I mentioned earlier. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't look yeah. and think about George Lucas and get angry at the guy. I I, I kind of go oh. You know, I feel bad because it's like, you know, you yeah, you can tell when he's genuinely talking about when he's being, gen, you know, genuine when he's talking. The guy really yeah. has always tried to make great things and it, it just kind of right. it got bigger than him. You know what I mean? And yeah, it, you're right. You're, dude, you're you're absolutely right. It has to be Lucas. I don't know about has to be, but I think if there is a, like, I don't know that he sat down and said, okay, guys, I've cracked the code. This is about George. But I think that if at some, if, at whatever point it was when, when, you know, in figuring out how the hell they were going to turn this into a movie and, you know, then, you know, they kind of landed on, okay, you know, what if he's kind of, you know, melancholy and, I do you know, never, never intended for this to happen. You know, I, I, I it it seems like it it must have crossed his mind at some I am point. remembering now it, that the villain the only time yeah. any star wars reference is uttered in this film is when the villain offers mm-hmm. him the millennium falcon yeah. yeah and he goes ooh you can get you can get that and it's like oh mm-hmm. shit oh i will say i yeah, wanted to mention the, the one point of the movie where i have to deduct points and this is a completely selfish thing, and whether you're on board with me or not, <laughs> I don't know if everyone who watches yeah. it notices this, and I know that Spielberg produced these god-awful films, and this is why it's there, but I am really angry that the Ninja Turtles avatars are the new fucking Turtles. That really <laughs> well, made me upset, they had, they but it made me really upset. If you're going to have yeah, the fucking yeah. battle toads in there, you know what I mean? Come on. Don't show me the stupid well, new Ninja Turtles, even though the character design is one of the only things I actually liked from those Ninja Turtles movies. Well, yeah, but the battle, even the Battletoads are in there because they had that 3D render from uh, Injustice. No, from uh, the Killer Instinct but game still. recently. Yeah. That's kind of twisting the knife for me. For me, it's, just a I, little I, bit. I, I know. It's, I, yeah. I, 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 yeah, another thing I really did like about the movie, though, is that none of the avatars were people. So we didn't have to get the awful thing that they're still not good at of CGIing like Indiana Jones in there or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm glad that there were no avatars that I had to like interact with or the kid decided to, you know, go and be um, Han Solo for two acts, you know, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah. They, they avoided they, they, that well. They avoided that very well, in my opinion. Yeah. Like what? Yeah, no, they just they just wear the yeah. clothes. That uh, seems to be a, a a a different thing. I like Buckaroo Banzai too. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. That's a that's a, a that's a, a good that's a good bit. It was a good it's, bit. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're we're we're. Uh, do we do we want to uh, send? Yes, we need home? to send everyone home. Remember, um, this is a production of me. Um, that's uh, patreoncom chippa and on YouTube at the Chippa. Um, uh, movie Bob may be on here, but this is me. Um, so uh, yep. if you want to contribute or have contributed or um, want to keep hearing more things that I do and other stuff like this, please think about it. Um, everything you guys have done so far has been great, and I really appreciate it. Um, so on that note, uh, I'm Chris, I'm and thank Bob. you guys for coming along on the tangent. Cheers. Mm-hmm.